For the grandpa, who spoils us with kindness, has big hugs to greet us, and listens and loves and takes time to treat us. Bless your buns, grandpa. Hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Another edition of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. We welcome everyone listening, so go ahead, listeners, and throw those W's up. You are welcome in this show's presence. Uh, a bit of an opportunity for me. Uh, I'm your host, Toddy, as you probably know. I'm recording somewhere this uh, early evening in a place I haven't recorded uh, before. And we're talking about Lily Dwyer, a.k.a. DJ Lil's Kitchen. And DJ Lil is sitting across the table from me. How are you doing, DJ Lil? Oh, I'm just peachy. I'm wearing my new Canada shirt from Brick Body Kids. There you are. You are wearing the great my... Northern Wilderness Wolf shirt from at Brick Body Kids on Instagram. As, as some of you know, I'm secretly Canadian. Mm-hmm. Secrets out. And uh, it's it's uh, broadcasted all across the world right now. <laughs> so I will not be going to renew my passport at the post office today. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I didn't even know that. So yeah, I did some shipping because we do I do shipping uh, for ship stuff out for my job, and I we have found out that the the second post office I go to does. Uh, yeah, if you need a passport, you can do them. And mm-hmm. the guy that reminds me of Jim Carrey in the 90s was also there today, but he did not check my packages out. I just got the nice woman instead. Yeah. So that was nice. But I'm excited to be with DJ Lil and DJ Lil's Kitchen because right after the podcast, which I'm sure is going to be fine, we have a great dinner lined up with chicken soup. Mm-hmm. And now while you can't smell it while you're listening to this episode... We can smell it, and so far, I think it smells pretty good. And there's a secret ingredient, which I'm not going to reveal. No, but I did take Ron's advice, and I added said secret ingredient, and I think it really will change the whole game of the how I make chicken soup. of dinner will be changed with your partner's secret ingredient yeah. into it, and the room smells like secret, this secret ingredient right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what the secret ingredient isn't. Mm-hmm. It's that union suit he's already wearing. Yes. Which he just slithered right into and left the buttons all down the front. All down the front. And maybe down the back. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get into this week's thrift haul. And the second act of the show, uh, Lily has been working hard on some concepts and some new ideas. So with 
Lily here today, we're going to do a new second act, so be prepared for that. We're going to do a little item origin in Act 2, mm-hmm. uh, where we uh, we have found a, an object at the Goodwill outlet, and we will be trying to figure out its backstory and how it ended up at the Goodwill. But first things first, uh, speaking about the Goodwill, I want to give a quick shout out to Greg Harrington from Neon Brainiacs podcast. He was there with his partner. And it's always great to see Greg because he's a warm and inviting face. And he's often pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was my first time meeting him. Sure. First of many times. He's quietly charming. (laughs) (laughs) He's quietly very charming. His his red hair just like took over the whole room. Mm -hmm. I think I was like, oh. He's an interesting guy because like usually because he has like a like he has a beard and he in the winter he grows it like burlier and longer. Mm -hmm. Usually with like men with big like big beards, they get more intimidating as long as long as their facial hair is for some reason the longer his facial hair is the more more inviting he becomes (laughs) and i haven't figured out what that means (laughs) well there's there's still time and to uh complete this episode as well so last week's episode um with shane becker um on spotify to my knowledge only i got some inquiries saying that on spotify the episode does cut off and i went on spotify and it sure does it cuts off in 44 minutes and it's a good ending to the episode because vintage versus modern it was the last week for that segment last week so at the end of this episode after the credits i'm also going to include the last 15 minutes of last week's episode so if by chance you listen to it on Spotify, don't worry. You're going to hear it. And for everybody else, I'm sorry. It's just going to be on there again. <laughs> but, yeah, let's get right into it, Lil. Um, let's talk about our thrift haul we collected today. As mm-hmm. you mentioned, you got your partner, Ron, Union Jack suit, and he yeah. was wearing it in the kitchen all with the buttons open, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Cooked himself a steak. Now he's hiding out in the basement with the cats. Mm-hmm. made me a, a mixed drink with a bunch of vodka right. made himself a steak and he's home from work officially right. yeah um so that was a, a part of our thrift haul today um i'm gonna get right into a book mm-hmm. we found today so this was actually the last find that i had found somebody else had originally grabbed it out of the goodwill outlet bins and put it in their cart Well, they had actually threw it back, and I was like, what's up? I Mm -hmm. saw this in your cart, and I wanted it. Well, I got it now. So uh, we're going to be looking at ghosts, Washington's most famous ghost stories. Not just any ghost, probably the most paranoid ghost you're ever going to meet. Just a bunch of paranoid (laughs) ghosts. So Washington's most famous ghost stories, and this was by John Alexander. Um, so the book was actually published in 1988. So I was a whole one year old when this came out. Um, so what I'm going to do, Lil, is I'm going to read some, uh, some of the intros to the stories on the back. Okay. You tell me which one you want to hear. Okay. And I'll rip open the book and we'll we'll tell that story. So what we have on the back here, Ghosts, Washington's Most Famous Ghost Stories by John Alexander, a collection of tales and legends that have been handed down from generation to generation about the spirits of the great and near great of Washington that still haunt the White House, the Capitol, St. John's Church, and many of its public 
buildings and homes. Mm. So it's just basically in the government buildings because you have mm. to think a lot of weird stuff went on there. Oh, I'm sure of it. Because people have been white forever there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure there's some danger to that. All right, so let's go. So um, Georgetown. And under Georgetown, it's the Curse of the Three Sisters, Braddock's Death March, Mysterious Happenings, the Sinister Specter of Francis Scott Key, 10 O'Clock Ritual, the Ghost of the Murdered Madam, the Haunted Houses of Two Diplomats, Spirits of Georgetown Bridge. So that was the Georgetown portion. Um, another portion, we have the White House itself, Abigail Adams and her laundry, <laughs> the Soldier <laughs> with a Torch, James A. Garfield's Psychic Powers, Departed Visitors of the Rose Room, Departed Visitors of the Yellow Oval Room, and the ever-present Mr. Lincoln. Mm. <laughs> Other tales include, so keep those tales in mind. A lot well, of tales so far. I'm... Other tales include George Washington Rides Again, the infamous Bladingsburg Dueling Grounds, the Restless Vampire, the Phantom of the National Theater, Some Haunts, The Gambler, The Taylor's Slain Bride, an unsuccessful exorcism and the curse of the hope diamond so i read off a bunch of those so if you remember any of them or even one of them <laughs> what do you think would be a good thing to kind of dive into i have one that i'm personally gonna check out but we'll go with yours first okay i'm intrigued by the 10 o'clock ritual and also just a side note and i'll check my facts afterwards but the, I think The Exorcist 2 was filmed on the campus of Georgetown. So I'm wondering what that exorcism story is about. Ooh, that could be one of those two. So you had it's, recommended the 10 o'clock ritual. It's vague enough that I'm like, yeah. something's, something's so up with that. This was actually at Foxall. So that's also in here. So let's let's take a look at Georgetown. And the book itself is filled with black and white imagery of different uh, supposed haunted places and so when we flip to the georgetown chapter yeah maybe like some of the exorcism or something on mm -hmm. here so georgetown has a curse of the three sisters we see some uh, uh braddock's death marches in here uh mysterious happenings as we uh, continue through the book that's a long story i would have to say which is a cool one um so if we keep going yeah this book is pretty long mm -hmm. Um, let's see. So this is, uh, okay, the next one. So we're on the Sinister Spectre of Francis Scott Key. So here's the 10 o'clock ritual at Foxhall. So here we go. This is a ghost story from Washington. So Foxhall stands in stately splendor just about a block away from Georgetown's busy shopping street, Wisconsin Avenue, where the limbs of massive trees both obscure and protect the several homes that have risen up around this constructed relic. There was a time when Foxhall was revisited by a spirit who performed what old-timers refer to as the 10 o'clock ritual. So there you are. Ooh. There's the mystery for you, Lily. There we go. This handsome mansion. That's a cool, I would, that's a cool Tinder profile. Handsome mansion. <laughs> the handsome mansion was the pride of Thomas, Thomas Jefferson's dear friend, Henry, Henry Foxall, 
who had come to Washington from Philadelphia. The two men, both violinists, often enjoyed relaxing there in the evenings with their music. The Virginian had talked about Foxall into talked to Foxall into building the Columbian Ordnance Foundry on the river just below what is now Georgetown University. His foundry supplied many of many of the cannons for the American forces in the War of 1812. A few years after the war, when his only surviving child married Samuel McKinney, Foxall gave her the at the avenue in which his home was on including his home it really isn't known when the so-called 10 o'clock ritual began you'd assume 10 o'clock <laughs> 10 a.m <laughs> you would 10 assume 10 o'clock <laughs> i read newspaper accounts from late in the last century that told of a room in a house in georgetown that had a curse with darkness every evening at 10 so the night time Mm-hmm. So just the general nighttime. When it's usually dark. So it's cursed. So every night it's confirmed. If it's 10 o'clock p.m., it's cursed. Yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock is cursed. Various other articles in newspapers and books has also mentioned the phenomenon which defies candles, gaslight, and for a number of years, electricity too. Several references to encounters with an aged woman, in quotes have been reported most who have encountered her said that she floated through the third floor hallway but vanished if she was approached all of her recorded appearances were just before 10 p.m so it's not Bedtime. even like yeah so it's not even the 10 it's like the 9:42 ritual actually 9:57 yeah around <laughs> like... there her description has stimulated speculation among some old Georgetowners who say that she resembles a stereotype of a housekeeper who had served Foxall families for a number of years. The most often repeated legend is that all the families she had served during her life at Foxall had the third floor as the children's floor. They say, as the housekeeper, she enforced the rule of lights out at 10. And then even after death, sometimes before the turn of the century, she returned to perform her nightly ritual. No one with whom I talked to seemed to know just exactly what happened. News rep- newspapers references to the legend since the early 1950s seem to be retelling previous accounts of the 1920s and the 1930s and even going back to when the first stories appeared in the long century. Only the longtime neighbors could even recall the legend, and none with whom I talked to ever admitted having witnessed the 10 o'clock blackout. But all the lights would go out just before 10, marking the 10 o'clock ritual. <laughs> I, also, I also spoke with Foxall's current owner, who has lived there with his family since 1955. He said that his children, when hearing of the legend, had tried on several occasions to get the little old lady back. They even reverted to candle power, but nothing, absolutely nothing. He added with a smile, we've never had any indication that this place was haunted. It was all poppycock. So that was the 
somewhat fake <laughs> 10 <laughs> 10 o'clock or just before 10 but i think you were right though because you're just like that's pretty ambiguous yeah. tell me more about that well i did and i still can't <laughs> <laughs> it's a ritual and it happens when it's dark outside which happens at night could you imagine most nights could you ba- imagine being so much on your game that even in death you were like nah oh no because you, you know <laughs> i have o'clock. i have no sense of time management so <laughs> like bedtime is any time between 1105 11 i went to bed last night but usually more like 142 oh okay so like <laughs> so the the eleven oh five to one forty two ritual, ritual. <laughs> when I haunt where I currently live now, just the upper stairwell yeah, and freak out the cats. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's in in much like most of they the time, coax me out with just candle. Yeah, color. and they're like, no, nah, it doesn't work. Most of the times that we record, I'm always just for instance i just always have had a lack of sleep huge lack of sleep huge lack of (laughs) sleep is a common concern before we tape yes always when we're on the same episode the night before is just like wild i had another wild night last night i had Mm -hmm. two and a half hours of sleep yeah so my ritual could be even sooner than (laughs) the times that you mentioned your bedtime is yeah so that was the or like an o'clock. eight o'clock ritual for you tonight. Yo, it is four twenty-five p.m. and it might be like six. a, a six ten p.m. <laughs> right. ritual. Lights out, but oh. not after the chicken soup. No. Uh, one I wanted to check out too in Ghosts, mm-hmm. Washington's most famous ghost stories. It was the second one I mentioned, and it's Braddock's Death March. Mm-hmm. Now the reason why I want to uh, talk about Braddock's Death March is because, sure, there's probably some factual information in this book that's very imperative to the story. But the reason why I wanted to uh, to to get into this because when I was growing up, and I don't know if it's true, false, in between, or anything like that. Um, so Braddock's trail was a trail that, um, you would assume that, uh, it would be like the pre-revolutionary war, I guess. Okay. Um, I think it was like, yeah, it was pre-revolutionary war. So he was, he was on a, uh, like this big trail and uh, the story that I heard from my grandfather was that the trail actually and he owned a couple acres of property and he wasn't a rich guy or anything like that he just basically lived in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. where you just own property because it's there and nothing's on it and braddock's trail was said to go through his backyard a little personal connection a little personal to braddock's death march and um, what this is probably going to say, and again, I read one story, so I'm not going to read another. But uh, the story that I heard from my grandfather was the fact that General Braddock became ill mm-hmm. and he died at some point. And this is, just, again, this is, just, this is a hand-me-down story. But the lore of the story that I was told is that they did not want to say where General Braddock was buried because like they just didn't want folks to know that he was gone oh okay so they just didn't want like for morale sake probably like they were just like we can't like we're on this thing for him 
we're not about to say like he died. Mm-hmm. Like we're not about you know, uh, we're not about to do that. See, they buried him along the way. They buried him along the way. Ooh, on the trail. Ooh. And nobody knows where it is. It was a story that I was told. So my grandfather would tell me, like, we could have Braddock, dead-ass Braddock, Mm -hmm. in the yard right now. And he said that, like, once upon a time, just, like, through the trail, he found a bunch of arrowheads. Okay. And he was just like, well, that could be nothing, but it also could be... I don't know. Something. Could <laughs> right. be something. There's arrowhead. You know, I don't know. Um, so he, he found once upon a time he found arrowheads. But he was uh he was an interesting guy because he I I think took after uh the idea of General Braddock because when the dogs would die in his family, mm-hmm. he would bury them somewhere in the yard and not tell anyone where that mm. was. I don't know what that means about someone. I mean, I'm sure he didn't go to a therapist, but Right. If there was, like, because he grew up with, like, three kids. Because one of them was my mom, one of them was my aunt, one of them was my uncle. Okay. And any time a dog would die, and they had, like, four dogs, he would go into the acres of property and bury it somewhere and mm-hmm. just, like, never tell them. But everybody knew the dog had died. It wasn't, no, it like, wasn't, it wasn't a like a dead dog. march of, like, all right, keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here but a dead dog. Yeah, no. Like, people, like, yeah, they were all, like... Yeah, for sure. That nobody knew the dog died. They'd just be like, "Hey, where's the dog?" And he'd be like, "I don't know." No, like <laughs> yeah. they, everybody knew the dog. They died. were aware of that. They just didn't know. But his three p.m. ritual Ooh. would be taking the dead dog okay. and like finding a place of burial. So he never told people where he buried that dog. What if he was just putting them all on top of each other? We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. That's a little family secret. Mm. We wouldn't know. That's just Pap's family dog secret. Who All right. knows? <laughs> uh, once upon a time, I found a dog. To- and in my, I'm 32. The last dog that was up there was Shannon the dog. Hmm. And I vaguely remember feeding Shannon. It was the only dog when I was alive that existed. like all the dogs (laughs) all the dogs were hidden away buried dead somewhere in the yard but i have a uh kind of a vague memory of shannon but i definitely remember feeding shannon through the fence like for sure because she had like a dog fence okay Um, i don't think i've ever met a dog named shannon it was a dog named shannon and they had their other dogs i never met them god rest their soul wherever they're buried (laughs) they had big duchess Mm. medium duchess mm. and duchess <laughs> <laughs> they had and and Aww. i'm not sure which which chronologically which came first i have no idea but they had three duchesses they're like i like the name this one seems smaller than the last one <laughs> eh, i don't right. think this one's yeah. gonna grow much <laughs> right. this one eh, we'll just it's not big or small it's just regular duchess, duchess yeah just duchess so i don't know the but I found once upon a time as a uh, like I wouldn't say as a little kid, but younger than I am now, probably in my early teens, I found one of Shannon's bones buried. Not oh. her. No, no. Let's back up. Oh. Not her actual <laughs> physical bones, like a like a uh, a, a toy, a bone that the dog would chew on. But that would be breaking that ass was news not. for my family. If I found a <laughs> Shannon bone, I'd be like, guys. I know I didn't find the duchesses. No. <laughs> I did find Shannon. So that was Braddock's trail. So Braddock, mm. 
and the four dogs of my pap's house. They for maybe have never he been knew found. where Braddock was buried, and he was burying the dogs around Braddock to protect him. Oh, there we go. Oh, so he made a little protection circle. Yes. See, mysterious. reverse shrine. And uh, he's not listed in the in Ghosts, Washington's most famous ghost stories by John Alexander. No. But maybe next one. But again, that book was from 1988. It was published by the Washington Book Trading Company. And on the front has the Capitol Building. And it's a blue cover. And there is the Capitol Building in black. So it's black on blue. And then a bright mm-hmm. yellow window. One lit window on the front. And there's a speck. Spooky. Spooky. So that was my find. Now, Lil, you have a bunch of different finds today. Yeah. Let's let's bust those out. Tell us about found, what you found today on with our thrift haul. Well, let's see. I found a couple things. Um, I guess I'll start with this one. That makes the most Very fun cool. noises. Very cool. <laughs> um, Great start with that one. Yeah, it uh, also... There's a few other noises. Okay, cool. That's a good noise, too. That's a positive sound. So this is the first thing that I found when we arrived today at the outlet. And uh, I was like, oh, this is super cute. And what did I say? Looks like something my more, speed. Yeah, you're like, this is something more my speed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've got lots of like super colorful little cartoon animals. And it's a Fisher Price Activity Center. Um, so it's a kid's noise ma- a giant like a busy box busy box of yeah. noises now the mirror is quite grotesque oh there's point. a mirror on that there is a, a small mirror whoa okay I see plastic me plastic dog looking I, in I see me in it upside down <laughs> I <laughs> see me in it um but it has it just has bells it has it's knobs got the bells the whistles mm-hmm. that thing bells you know, one of those yeah um it kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave. It's a it's like a, a sketch show on Netflix. Tim Robinson's great. And there's a sketch where there's a guy playing an old organ, and mm-hmm. his old organ just had like beep boop, oh. beep boop. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's a beep boop. Oh, it's, it's a beep a boop machine, only like. Big old beep boop. It's probably like a, what, like a foot by. Yeah. A foot and a half. A foot by a foot and a half. Um. Yeah. So you just put it on the ground, and if you're a baby, you're just like, "Whoa, I'm a baby!" Yeah. And you now baby they say on three it. to eighteen months old, but I'm like, I might just clean it up and like mm-hmm. use it myself. And your partner Ron had mentioned that Ron may have had this. You said he had as this a little exact, Ron. Exact same. If you can imagine a little Ron playing with. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in his in his unbuttoned <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> pajama suit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so that was pretty cool. So it's super cute. Mm-hmm. Give me some of that twisty again. Thank that you, one? thank you. That one doesn't that do one. much. This one might. Oh, that's a good. What's that Let's pink see. ball do? This one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very cool. That, if you were wearing headphones at that moment, I'm sorry. I'll fix it. Oh, um, spinny ball. Spinny. Mm-hmm. So we're having, as adults, <laughs> right. having an okay time with oh, this I'm beep boop. <laughs> okay. There's one more sound. Okay. That's the home run That's sound. Beads in there, I think. Mm-hmm. That sound right there reminds me in cartoons when they say, like, 
when somebody says something dumb and they're like, yeah, you, you don't have any, you have nothing in your brain. It's empty. Oh, and they're like, like a brain rattle like, yeah. noise. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. that's sometimes what I'm thinking, and I just say like, "There's just like one like shriveled peanut <laughs> up there." <laughs> it just makes and it's <laughs> like one minute. Let me just yeah. So that was a, that was a that was a pretty cool object. Uh, what yeah. else did we find today? Um, what, what I else found did a couple get? other toys. Mm-hmm. This one is just it's a wooden pull toy, P U L L. Um, and now I'd call it a tiger rabbit a tiger rabbit it has teeth and ears like a bunny rabbit would but it's orange and feline ish yes like a tiger Mm -hmm. teeth Um, and ears like a bunny rabbit would mm -hmm. sounds like the dj lil story (laughs) that is your biography (laughs) finally of uh yeah we know we can go to press with that Mm -hmm. um but yes and it's got Having enough to kill someone with? What do you think? Nah. That's always that's always that's enough. what the activity center is for. <laughs> I mean, these all yeah. these sharp corners. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's cute, and it's got little green feet slash wheels. Yeah. I couldn't find a any kind of marking. Do on you it. think that I I would say seventies? looking at it yeah i would say 70s like it, late 70s probably yeah late 70s and it has a little bit of weight to it but mm-hmm. it's got four green wooden wheels and it has as lil said it's like a, a rabbit a wooden rabbit and has a hole in it and you could hear it like rattle around because there's a yeah. ball in there and oh its ears make noise oh it does it's ears clap, so there's got clapping, a lot of good sound effects this week. Yeah. <laughs> and you just pull it around, and maybe you could pull that around on your kitchen floor, and maybe the cats could chase oh, it. Oh, yeah, they might be into that. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I mean, it's in I may have just, I may have just, like, I may have just triggered them, <laughs> because <laughs> they're downstairs they're in the basement, <laughs> they're like, what is that upstairs? They're going to scratch at the door any moment now. Mm-hmm. So that was also a pretty so cool find. So he's super cute. Mm-hmm. Um... You got a mug over there? I did, mm-hmm. which probably did the most looking into. I picked it up, and I was like, eh, you never know when you're going to need a little mug. So it's a little plastic travel mug, um, white with the brown lid that you can take off and a little brown handle. And it's got, what would you call that, like a foot at the yeah, bottom? Yeah, it has like a foot it's at like the bottom. So foot. it Yeah, it's a raised foot, so you could kind of put it down without... Yeah. Um, uh, accidental, condensation yeah, condensation, spillage. accidental spilling, all kinds of stuff. And I don't know, it's maybe like ten ounces or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a Mister Donut travel mug, and it's got like blue and mm-hmm. brown motif around it. Mister Donut is winking at you. Thank with God. A huge mustache. Thank God. <laughs> and one eye. <laughs> Men, so, right? right? <laughs> Men, right? So, looking for that uh, Mrs. Donut, I'm uh. sure. <laughs> um, and it's uh, 1989. So the company was founded in 1956 as a franchise and had more than 1,300 stores. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was bought in 1990 by Allied Domecq. Whoa. So there. So what you're telling me, there is no more Mr. Donut? Well, Ooh. there is. Update. Outside of the United States, there are still Mr. Donut shops in places like Japan, South Korea, El Salvador, 
Egypt and Thailand, just to name a few. Just to name a few and places. It seems like their their headquarters are currently in Tokyo. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. But uh, after that purchase was made in 1990, most of the North American stores became Dunkin' Donuts. I was about to call them out on something. Yeah. I was about call to call them out. Because when I looked at this, it's a it's yeah, it's like brown, but it's uh the the handle is brown, but the mug itself is white and mm-hmm. on top of the white there's green and there's that weird yeah. Dunkin' Donuts purple. That's like or like a brownish purple. Yeah, it's in that spectrum. Yeah, right, somewhere in there. It that is Donut Connections nineteen nineties color scheme. For sure, that's their color scheme. Because you used to get the white Dunkin' Donuts box, and then you'd get like the like those two colors mm-hmm. lined up on it. So I was like, that looks like a Dunkin' Donuts cup. So they actually copied themselves in a way. Yeah. They so they just were shop. like, eh, we'll just keep this. We like it. Right. <laughs> it works. It's a donut. Let's get rid of the winking guy real quick. But <laughs> right. like eh, everything else, they like him over. You know, we'll just set, instead of like Mister, we'll do Dunkin'. Like Duncan, like Duncan right, Donuts, yeah. yeah. Mr. Duncan mm-hmm. Donut. So that was so a, that's cute. Definitely mm-hmm. gonna put that to use. Yeah. Um, and then you got a couple of uh, ties, which were cool. Yeah, you got a couple of ties. The first one I found was this, uh, like a little baby trice triceratops. Yep, and it's yeah. a big, thick tie, like they used to do in the '90s, early '90s. Oh yeah, it's super wide. Um blue and then the motif just like right at the end i'd say the, the tail yeah um well triceratops busting out of an screaming egg coming out of that egg that's what you said you're like it's <laughs> like, screaming it look he is looks like he's like <laughs> that's how you gotta go into the world screaming <laughs> yes go into the world screaming mm-hmm. they know you've arrived mm-hmm. um it's actually tagged jurassic park so that's which is really cool interesting the other tie i found is the same sort of dark blue mm-hmm. um and it is a wwf mm-hmm. but it's a different wwf the one with the panda the panda one yes so this is 1991 and it is uh bengal tiger yeah on the front looking oh so regal mm-hmm. with a little bit of foliage and trees in the background yeah and with that, do you know the little feud there between the WWF and the former WWF? The World Wildlife Foundation was WWF. Right. And there was also WWF Wrestling. Right. Which was World Wrestling Federation. And even as a like a smaller kid, I was like, hmm. I don't think there could be two. I don't think we're allowed two of those. And sure enough, eventually... Mm-hmm. When WWF was during its big, like, big, the everybody was watching it at that time. That's when the World Wildlife Foundation was like, guys, I'm sorry. we got to pull you a plug on this. That, yeah. So then they turned into the WWE, which is World Wrestling Entertainment, which they still are today. Yeah. And then WWF, World, Life Foundation, World still, Wildlife Foundation is still, still WWF. Not mm-hmm. sure if they're still making ties, but this one's... <laughs> This one's a <laughs> <laughs> They hit a home run. Right. I don't know if they need to make more. Yeah, this is nice and uh mm-hmm. it's going to be gifted to a friend. That could be fun. So it's always it always feels good to give to a friend, yeah. right? So I can uh, have a second second life in the world of someone who wears ties to work. There we go. 
but wants to we make don't. him classy. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Not anymore, at least. Mm-mm. But um, I think I'm going to finish off the first act with uh, uh, one of my finds today. And what we're looking at here, and I've... Um, uh, so Shane Becker was out with us today, who was on the show last week, and who could be heard at the end of this episode. So he saw this as well. And I um, was, uh, I want to hang this up in a way that it looks like it's flying. And I was trying to explain that to both of you, but I just made a hanging motion with my hand that I was like, I want to take this guy and do this. And do, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and beep it. So, um, so what I'm looking at, and I believe it is a butterfly. There's a small chance that it's a moth. But I believe it's a butterfly. We're looking at a vintage BJ Toy Company big, colorful, stuffed, plush mm-hmm. butterfly. And um, and these were from the early 90s, uh, late 80s. And this butterfly is, would you say he's about a half a foot? Would that be a half? Or no, shit. I meant, I meant half a <laughs> yeah. foot this way. The other way, yeah. Yeah. So the wingspan po- is probably like closer to two yeah two feet feet. it's like two feet two feet two feet by like one foot i'd say right that's like a foot is that a foot it's slightly larger than the activity center yes yeah if (laughs) we if we compare it to the act to compare our toys then (laughs) the activity center definitely like yeah um but this this butterfly is plush and it uh its body is purple its wings are white red yellow Mm -hmm. in purple and his face looks like the emoji of the smiling emoji that just like that big, stupid smile emoji. It's like a good ah, dopey ah, smile. Ah, yeah. yeah. So um, that was that was this guy. And as I was looking through doing some research on this, the BJ Toy Company not only made this butterfly here, they made another butterfly. So there's mm. two butterflies. So you got to think the people in the BJ Toy Company were like, we're not doing too bad with butterflies. Right. <laughs> and as soon as you showed it to me, I had to think, when have I ever seen a stuffed animal butterfly or moth? And yeah, maybe never. And here we are. And it's just not like a superimposed moth or like yeah, no. it's a three-dimensional moth. Super cheerful. And very vibrant. Like, I don't know if you could hear this on mic, but it could like. You could <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely it. But yeah. <laughs> But also the BJ Toy Company in the same toy line, which I guess had to be somewhat successful because they made two butterflies. They made a frog. Mm. They made a red bulldog. They made a moose. Mm. They made a lion. And they made two prairie dogs Mm -hmm. that reminded me of Ron and yourself. And I showed them (laughs) to you and you agreed and laughed. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think you found a lot of... It's a lot of fun. A lot of those toys of resemblances to mm-hmm. folks we know. Like, perfect. The, the line of toys we've been asking for. The line of toys <laughs> that our heart has desired. But I was going through the line of toys, and I'm like, that's this person. That's right. that person. And I don't know that I was that far off with most. I thought yeah, they were no, pretty Yeah, no, you close. showed that to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely that pretty mm-hmm. dog. But we got all of this haul today. Um, it was kind of a busy day. Overall, mm-hmm. there was uh, a decent many people there. There was a couple regulars there, um, including regular who we haven't talked about on the show before, but he's 
been around as long as the show's been around. We just, I'm just, I just don't really talk to anybody at the thrift store besides everybody else we know. But um, he goes by the name of Booger. Um, yes. So Booger was at the thrift store today, and um, Booger doesn't. It Booger doesn't look like me. But if you were to describe me and Booger, the the description would kind of be kind of like lanky with it's, curly it's hair. As va- it could be as vague enough as the 10 o'clock ritual that you could yes. be like, oh, 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 yeah, that guy. Yeah. And so we kind of look like, so if people are describing us to other people, mm-hmm. I kind of, we kind of get Booger and we kind of, we kind of <laughs> get confused. But Booger is known for his, what he calls, quote unquote, norm core clothes. Okay. So he sells on Etsy. And my man will stack up a cart of clothes higher than Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and I've posted them on the Thrifty Podcast story. So if you follow Thrifty Podcast on Instagram, occasionally if you see a cart filled with clothes so high, it's not mine. Me it's either. Booger's. <laughs> <laughs> it's Booger's clothes. And Booger's was Booger was there today. Booger got a couple of cool jackets. Um, the Brick Body Kids picked up stuff. Um, you could check out Brick Body Kids at Brick Body Kids on Instagram for stuff we are selling from that. But Booger was there. Bad Deb was there. No good Deb today. I was uh, sad about that. But there was a lot of regulars. But uh, then we had uh, our crew was kind of three people deep today, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's going to wrap up Act 1 in ca- unless we're forgetting anything imperative. I don't know that I we are. I think we covered all the important toys of the day. So the main event is coming up next. It's the debut of a new segment. Uh, item origin so we're gonna uh, head into break when we return we're gonna jump right into that thrifty podcast stay tuned Hey, Sykes here, and I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about my show, Start the Beat. It's a podcast about independent artists for independent artists. Each episode highlights different humans from all walks of life and their individual stories about inspiration, determination, struggle, and so much more. Dive into the fantastic minds of these amazing people, absorb some useful knowledge, and expand your perspective on the world around you. It's like really important and stuff or whatever curated produced and hosted by me sykes start the beat is part of the ethicast family and you can find it on itunes google play stitcher or wherever else you get your podcasts subscribe today and never miss a beat it's called equinophobia the fear of horses equino what twilight stars Kristen stewart and robert pattinson share this fear then again they don't share a stadium with a horse. Every time we go out, he's always watching for the horse, making sure the horse didn't look at him or do something crazy. Trying to watch him. They sneak. As long as it's like 10, 15 people between me and the horse, I'm good. Everybody is born with a choice, and I'm making the choice not to deal with the horse. Welcome back to Act 2. That was the sound that I've been waiting to hear. <laughs> We've all been waiting for. I didn't notice about this Fisher-Price Activity Center that you mm-hmm. went over. 
and Act One. Uh, you may or may not have sent it. I don't know, but it's from 1973. Well, originally, yeah, I think, but I think this. It's from 1984. Yeah, the specific one. So yeah, so 1973 is f- is like when these things start being made. It's also mm-hmm. from 84. There's also, if you look close enough, because my eyes are right in it, this this activity center. There's a dead spider in it. Ooh, yeah, pass a it over. <laughs> yeah, like look at the flowers on the bottom. See that little like. Oh yeah. Dead spider in it. Which reminds me, um, after I found this and I found, uh, did not end up getting it because of the weird spider ball that was inside of it. Yeah. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. So there were spiders in that too. Yes. So there were spiders <laughs> spider in a lot outbreak. of things that we found, <laughs> both I, purchased and not purchased. I think at one point you said, I think I got bitten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot so all there about must that. Have been yeah, I got bit on my face by something. Probably a spider. It was like right here. But see, it's a problem because once upon a time, maybe, sort of, could have, maybe, I got bit by a tick and I might have Lyme disease, remember? That's right. So I'm, I'm actually, so like, I was like, whoa, if I got bit by a tick, actually, I don't really care. I shouldn't commit it to memory because I've already, I've already been soiled. Mm-hmm. My body is already a garbage pit <laughs> for disease. <laughs> So, yeah, so we did that. But we're going to jump yeah. back into uh, Act 2 here. And um, so as we were planning the episode this week, uh, Lily uh, was was uh, planned to be on. And I was talking to Lily and saying that, uh, yeah, we've been trying to figure out a cool thing for Act 2. And we've mm-hmm. been bouncing around, uh, bouncing around ideas. And then last week was supposed to be the finale for Vintage versus Modern again. But then for Spotify listeners, it got cut off. But I was like, look, everybody who heard it probably heard it some way, somehow. So Vintage versus Modern, it, it was the second run of its kind on the show. But mm-hmm. we're going to uh, go into a brand new segment sponsored by DJ Lil. Hello. It's called Item Origin. <laughs> Item origin. So, item origin, what we're going to be looking at here, we found uh, each week we're going to find an item that we select from the segment that we found at a Goodwill outlet, and we're going to discuss its possible origins and Mm -hmm. how it ended up in a Goodwill outlet bin. So we all have our opinions. We all have our stories. But objectively... The item is an interesting item. It's uh, pretty unique. I've never seen anything like it before. Nope. And so it's something we did not feature in Act 1. This is a special selection. This is a special Act 2 item. And selected for (laughs) this uh, testing out this new uh, act here. So we have Grandpa in Glass. Yeah, I'm holding it right now. So it's a little glass jar could have even been like a vitamin jar for all we know um and oh goodness yeah there's a grandpa inside <laughs> that's uh it's that's a jar it's a jar with a lid with uh, a, yeah. a, a nice little ribbon around the edge with a plush grandpa inside mm-hmm. now i'm thinking that he's made of some kind of like pantyhose material could be I'll get to that in a moment. Could possibly. Um, yeah, read these. Atta- so yeah, attached it, to the jar is a small card, and it opens. So on the front, it has Grandpa in glass and a crude line drawing of what 
You'd assume that would be. You'd assume what grandpa would look like. Um, For the grandpa who spoils us with kindness, has big hugs to greet us, and listens and loves and takes time to treat us, bless your buns, grandpa. Bless your buns. And those buns are definitely protruding. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so he's pantsless. I just realized the grandpa in the jar is pantsless. A butt. Definitely. So some information about Grandpa and Glass, objectively. Mm-hmm. It's from 1983. Mm-hmm. And also, doing some digging and doing some research, Grandpa isn't the only thing. What else are we putting in glass? We are putting teachers in glass. We I are hope p- their butts aren't showing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> teachers, don't show your butts in glass. Teachers in glass. We also, funny thing about what we're putting in glass, we're putting accountants in glass. So in 1983, we're, we were where getting... where we should keep them so we can keep an eye on them so they actually do, do their our jobs. things. Yeah. Yes. So in 1983, we were putting plush pantyhose pantsless... <laughs> the front is an interesting bit as well. Being. Now are those tentacles yeah, or big so, old toes? So where his toes else. are supposed to be are just... You got to think right where the wiener would traditionally be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if um, that's his butt cheek on mm, the back, if does that match up? Now, would that be his toes or his now, crotch region? Now, all bodies are beautiful. And wherever your parts are, your parts yeah. are. But where the butt is on this, if you go around to that part on the front, mm-hmm. there's like nine toes where you assume uh, uh, some type of genitals would be or a wiener would be for grandpa. Maybe that's how he gave his hugs. Could be. Could be pantsless. (laughs) Maybe that's why they put him in a jar. (laughs) Maybe that's the item origin. Grandpa should (laughs) have been in a jar because he... Long time ago. (laughs) Long time ago. So we put him in there because where a wiener should be are nine toes. Mm -hmm. You never know. He doesn't have arms. He just has a bit of what it looks like a sock that's been hacked at. Yeah. And then draped over his form. Yep. That's exactly exactly (laughs) what it is. So the item origin, DJ Lil, where do you think Grandpa and Glass, how do you think Grandpa and Glass ended up at the Goodwill outlet today? So I think it was originally given to a grandpa named uh, Chester. Whoa. Now, Chester ran a bakery, and he was known for his pecan sticky buns. Whoa. Okay. And he definitely would give you the vibes of, like, like uh, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like that candy man. Like, those kind of vibes of, like, oh, yay, we'll see him after school. Mm-hmm. You know, excitement. Excitement vibes. Chester. Yeah. Chester. So, Chester's got that big old mustache. big old nine toes big old nine toes chester they'd call him so he was given the key to the city of the small town in the upper peninsula of michigan where he lived and um unfortunately he died in a freak ice carving accident what tell me about that what (laughs) you know when you're trying to carve a swan out of ice for the the big holiday celebration in that town where I've seen the Grinch with Jim Carrey yeah okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) and just you know that knife just took a wrong turn and Mm. yikes so it killed him yeah I don't think he was wearing his right glasses that day 
And maybe his mustache got too big and he couldn't see anymore. Do you think they put him in... Do you think that that what happened? Do you think with Chester post mortem? No, I think that this was given to him, like well before the accident. You know, Hopefully. he put on his little, mm-hmm. you know, keepsake China cabinet of all the other cute things do his you think, grandkids gave him. So, do you think, considering his unfortunate death, mm-hmm. do you think that they then had to go into his house? Yes. They got it. Had to go into his house, and they were like, "Grandpa, in class, I gotta donate well, it." You know, in the time that he had died, and his grandkids were, you know, willed all his belongings. Mm-hmm. In that time, the grandkids got into other things in glass, like ah. bats in glass. Teachers, accountants in class, accountants in glass. So, because they couldn't be with Grandpa, they had to supplement their love for Grandpa by having other critters in glass near them. So, to maybe even pay respect to their fallen ice-picked grandfather, Mm -hmm. they had to put more things in glass. And it could be an example of how their mental illness uh, uh, showed itself. Mm-hmm. To the world because yeah. they had to put more things in glass. This is the one we love, and so we'll put him in a glass and give it to him to look at. Mm-hmm. So. And his buns. So you got to think he. <laughs> right. He, the grandkids saw a lot of buns from Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that yeah, was your <laughs> item origin. My item origin is maybe on the same wavelength as okay. yours. So Grandpa on Glass we have, we again have a, a, a plush grandpa in a vitamin jar with a mm-hmm. little paper inlets talking about his buns. How I think Grandpa ended up at the Goodwill outlet today is, so once upon a time, mm-hmm. Grandpa was making puppets. Ooh. He was a puppet maker, this oh. Grandpa was. And with these puppets, um, you know, he he really wanted to make them very lifelike. He wanted to have fun with them. Mm-hmm. He uh, he kind of was like carving a piece of wood for a big, big, long time, long time. He was really working on something and he kind of wanted to work on like a sun figure for himself because. Oh, OK, because grandpa um, had kids. And their uh, their kids had kids, but as kids get older, as you know, they don't want to hang out with grandpa anymore. They mm-hmm. want to, you know, they're into like electronics. They're into their cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, TikTok is really big. <laughs> they want a TikTok. Right. So grandpa was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna make my own child. Mm. And so he carved a boy out of wood. And gave it a little, uh, like, uh, Peter Pan-like hat, even. Mm -hmm. Gave it a little suspenders Mm -hmm. and trousers and big blue eyes. And he named his new son Pinocchio. Mm. Uh, So with Pinocchio, um, well, a lot of stuff happened with Pinocchio. (laughs) Yeah. So what had happened, um, unfortunately, to Grandpa... 
is when Pinocchio grew up to be a, a young man, um, he wished to be a real boy. When Pinocchio, long story short, he ended up being a real boy. Mm-hmm. Grandpa once again was alone by himself. So he was quite disappointed in the fact that he made Pinocchio and Pinocchio went off to be a real boy. He bailed and did his own boy stuff. So uh, Grandpa was alone by himself again. So like Grandpa's do, you know, so his grandkids don't hang out. Mm -hmm. His own son Pinocchio is a real boy now. He has not a lot to do. So the only thing left to do for Pinocchio was uh, he became a movie star. So when Grandpa was uh, being Grandpa stuff and being sad, he started to see his son on billboards Mm -hmm. and in Hollywood lights. In fact, believe it or not, Pinocchio actually became a Disney movie star. Oh, yeah. And in that said Disney movie... He had found out that Pinocchio, he actually copied the original story that was told off panel, as they say, and they made it into a movie. Mm. So Grandpa was super sad because Grandpa was super sad and was like, look, not only did my kid become real, but now our lives are in a movie screen and I'm not involved. Mm -hmm. So there was not a lot to do. So the only thing that Grandpa thought that he could do was he's like, I have to do something to be as noticeable as my son. Mm. So this is a long backstory, unfortunately. But when it came down to it, Grandpa went to a town sorcerer and Uh said, I want to be a (laughs) movie star. Yes, for the 10 o'clock ritual. (laughs) And Grandpa said, I want to be a movie star like my son Pinocchio. And so what happened with the sorcerer? So the sorcerer's like, what can I do that would make you stand out? What can I do to be to, to make you who you want to be? And Grandpa said, well, I don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I just need to just, just do something for me that maybe you could make me as famous as my son who abandoned me. And so the sorcerer was like, I got such a thing. And Grandpa was like, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll do it. And the sorcerer was like, look, I'm big into magic. It's magic-based. Okay. It's going to change you forever. And he was like, look, whatever I can do, I want you to do it. And he's like, well, you don't have a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how well this is going to go. But I'll try to put the best spell on for the money given. And Grandpa said, whatever you want. And the sorcerer said... I can't undo this. If I decide to do this, if I decide to do this to you, I don't know what's going to happen There's with no you. There's no turning back. No turning back. So Grandpa said, anything, anything you want. And he said, okay, first take off your pants, Grandpa. <laughs> and Grandpa was like, what do you mean take off my pants? And he said, take off your pants. And he says, well, how's that going to help? And he's like, because where you're going, you're not going to need pants. <laughs> you're not going to need pants. So Grandpa was like, F it. Okay, what are you going to do? So uh, the sorcerer was like, 
you know, hocus pocus, locus. Mm. Boom, cast a spell. Grandpa shrunk. Now, Grandpa being the size that he was, he was like, holy cow. And the sorcerer was like, check it out, dude. This is an opportunity for you Mm -hmm. to break out. Nobody is this small. And Grandpa, in like a baby voice, was like, make me bigger again. Make me bigger (laughs) again. And the sorcerer's like, brother, I just helped you out tenfold. You want to be a movie star? I can't undo it. I can't undo it. He's like, why can't you undo it? And he's like, well, first off, you didn't pay me enough to undo it. (laughs) So Grandpa is throwing a hissy fit about this. And the sorcerer was like, you wanted this. Mm -hmm. You wanted this. You're making me angry. You're making me angry. Oh, no. And the sorcerer was like, you don't like it when I get angry. And he's like, he's like, I made you a movie star. Appreciate this. And grandpa said, no. So then what the sorcerer did, he picked up grandpa Mm -hmm. and he put him in a glass jar, still pantsless, (laughs) still pantsless. Put him in the jar and then secret revealed when he put him on the shelf, there was a teacher in glass. There was an accountant in glass. The year was 1983. So what had happened was grandpa was in glass now how it got to the goodwill outlet pretty short story the sorcerer died Mm -hmm. and the sorcerer's family cleaned out the sorcerer's house and all his little jars and all his little minions went to the goodwill outlet Mm. into the system and today it's somehow funneled into our area and that's how we got the item origin of grandpa and glass so if you find a teacher in glass out there call us call us (laughs) So I'm that's how we think that Grandpa and Glass ended up at the Goodwill outlet today. Yeah. Pretty sad story. Right. Um, On the bottom of this also says Diane Gifts Incorporated, which I think is what the sorcerer was using as his, like, the cover mm-hmm. for, like, this is a business expense. Yeah. That's why the account, accountant in the jar, mm-hmm. because the accountant It's a business front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a business front. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bit, there's like the hometown that I grew up in. There's, uh, I'm trying to think if I should name it or not. I guess I shouldn't just because, but there is a business in my hometown that I grew up in and it's on the main drag. And of course I'm from like a weird place. I'm from the fourth dangerous city in the United States per capita. McKeesport mm-hmm. PA. Nope. Yeah. We well, no, McKeesport's fine. The business I'm not going to mention. Oh, the business yeah. <laughs> thing. And um, so I'm from a, a small town. In Western mm-hmm. And so it's well known that the front of this business is just the front. It's like a Breaking Bad Better Call Saul business. Okay. Like they for sure sell drugs. But the front end of it is like a novelty magic odds and ends store. And you know nobody goes in there to purchase that because the stuff on the shelves are sun-faded. And it's been the same stuff on the shelves since I've been a kid. If you walk in there, there's like (laughs) sun-faded plastic water guns on cardboard. Got it. There's like sun-faded beach balls. 
I got a ceramic giant pig that's still in my sister's house to this mm. day from there. But everybody knows that place is a front. So what you're saying is Diane Goods mm-hmm. might have been the sorcerer's front. Yeah, definitely a front. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. had our thrift haul today. We have ghosts, Washington's most famous ghost stories. We had a pool toy of a bunny on wheels mm-hmm. that makes a bunch of noise. We have a Fisher Price Activity Center. Lily, smack some buttons over there. (laughs) (laughs) We got a butterfly this week. A cool-ass butterfly. Mm -hmm. We got some ties. So we got a a pretty cool thrift haul, and I just want to thank you for being a part of the show this week. This is the first time you and I have recorded together, just us two, since the summer. Right. And it was a different context. First time recording in this location. First time for a lot of things today. First time of item origins. First time I'm eating your homemade chicken noodle soup. <laughs> and I'm so true. excited to do it. <laughs> me too. Mm-hmm. But I want Thanks g- for having me on the show. Out. Always, always. DJ blast. Lil, you're welcome to not only be on the show, but host the show anytime you want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can host the whole thing. In fact, like when I was on your show this summer. We released it on the Thrifty Podcast stream. So technically, on the Thrifty Podcast stream, Mm -hmm. you were the first host that wasn't me on it. True. Which was sick. (laughs) I loved it. But I want to give a shout out to our sponsors for sure. CWPress.com. That's right. Commonwealth Press. Um, Right now, you could order 50 shirts and get 12 shirts for free. CWPress.com. They started as a DIY business in the basements of Pittsburgh, and they're coming to you live now. CWPress.com, promo code THRIFTY. Get 12 free shirts in order of 50. Thank you to Steve Bears of Bluffs, bluffs.bandcamp.com, alternate reality, the theme to our show, for many reasons. Lily, do you have any shout-outs before we get to Din Din? Get roached. That is the end of this week's episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. What's up next is the last 20 minutes of last week's episode that got cut off for Spotify users. So, listeners on Spotify, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, Now is your time because it's on this episode. Sorry it got cut off. And if you don't have Spotify and you listen somewhere else, you could probably go now. It's all good. But if not, here's uh, the last 20 minutes of last week's episode with Shane Becker and myself, Toddy, for the Vintage vs. Modern Final Showdown. Thanks, everybody. In my gym class, we had... um, We did, like, the traditional things you kind of see on TV, which is strange interesting like we would get dressed um Mm -hmm. you know there would be you know you get dressed you know a lot of homophobia in there and then just get out of there quickly yeah um it's just normal stuff Mm -hmm. and then um we would all just stand out there like in the line and when they did after they did attendance you would you would split up you would either play um hockey basketball racquetball or weight room okay so you're a racquetball kind of a kind I, of I didn't do too much I didn't do too much uh weight room. 
Okay. I, believe it or not. Okay. Believe it or not. Interesting. Um, so well, you had quadrants where we just had yeah. like daily topics. Like one day we had like the Holy Trinity, like you had your mm-hmm. four things. We did pickleball was like normally like a month thing where we had pickleball month. Mm-hmm. Uh, played a game called mat ball. Yeah. Which is kickball, but with those big mats mm-hmm. and as many piece as many people as you want can stand on a mat at a time. I, I played that in, uh, I played that in grade school. Yeah. Mat yeah. ball. Did you go around the bases twice? You went around once. Oh, in gym, my gym class, you went around twice for Interesting. some Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So imagine playing Handball that. Handball is also prevalent. Yeah. Imagine playing that, but you're 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 trying to kick the ball or whatever at home plate, and there's four people standing. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know what mat ball is? It's generational. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. How do we get cool. on? Oh, we're talking about racquetball. Yeah. You found what? Uh, eight? Yes. Yeah. Eight racquetball shirts. basketball so like if i went to play basketball i mean it's gonna be a chore yeah it's gonna be an absolute like it's gonna be a chore to do and so i would play with i would play with them but it would not be a lot of fun because like was knockout prevalent with the basketball side you know what yeah i think you know what i forgot about that yeah knockout gives people a chance yeah no it's not everyone's consistent mm -hmm. but people can be inconsistently good so I wanted to be I wanted to be basketball, but I ended up being hockey. Okay. And um, but yeah, I did some racquetball in there. In hockey, um, I'll straight up call out uh, a former friend Earl Powell, twelfth uh, grade friend, <laughs> and he used to cherry pick by the uh, net. That's offsides. Yeah, he would cherry pick by Come the on, net. Earl, Earl then, doesn't know the rules of hockey. But he was one of those people that like. If you played against Earl, oh, that sucks because he's going to do that. But if Earl was on your team, you'd be like, I'm not saying anything. He's just going to win. If I was playing gym class goalie there, he'd get a good whack in the shinnies. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Homeboy's shins had to look like Mm -hmm. gooseberry bushes. Yeah. And I I just haven't talked to Earl in one of my 32. So, like, half my life, I haven't talked to Earl. Shout out all Earls. So that's why I say, like, former friend. But no, we had a fine relationship. You had. However, sorry that cut you off about Earl. Yeah. Uh, you had your items are all ranging from like eighty two to like yep. early nineties. That's correct. And with the racquetball hall that we have, um, the first one is a state singles championship Miller Lite cream short sleeve third button up racquetball polo. Uh, it's from 1982, and it says it right on the back. It's a cream-colored polo, and right on the back in red, it says 1982 PRA Singles Competition Winner. We, we thought it was a bowling polo until we read the sleeve, which also says racquetball. See, that was yikes. That was funny. That was yikes, because we I went through all my racquetball stuff as we were taking pictures and posting it to uh, the Brick Body Kids Instagram. And I was like, I don't know where this one is coming from. I think it's a bowling league. And you're like, you just took a picture of it, showed me the picture, and it reads racquetball. And I was like, whoa. I thought I wrote down bowling before you sent me the pictures, though. Tough. It, it looks old bowling shirt. Yeah. I mean, I found something similar. I found like a 60s Willie's Tavern like bar uniform that could also yep. be like a bowling kind of shirt. Could be around that. Um, the I have two of sort of like the same. Um, they they're 
they're the same. Uh, they're both by Revo Blues, which is the or Revo Blues, however you pronounce it, is is the company. But um, so it has the like a racquetball. It has a blue and green racquetball logo on the front of it, like where a breast pocket traditionally would be. But it has a logo and it's small. On the back is what you see with a lot of vintage T-shirts of this kind. On the back is where you just go wild. It's got the booty of something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this first one, it has beach stuff on the back. So it has stuff. Just beach stuff. The beach fans, fans of the beach. So it has a back of a convertible um, with the top down, of course, and it has an umbrella in the back of that, a palm tree in the shot, and the as what you would see on our eBay. It has a crisp graphic. <laughs> Someone say no fading. No Very fading. good vintage condition. No rips, stains, or holes. Items washed Minimal and cleaned. <laughs> items always washed and cleaned before listing and shipping. Which um, is my three-line eBay bio for pretty much everything because we find really nice stuff. What, what, what would be your... What do you think... My, what, what's the vibe of my eBay? Way too many periods. Way too many periods. Mm-hmm. We've had discussions about your usage of periods. Well, I mean, in the listing. Just anywhere. I can't use them in the descript? No, you can. Oh. The listing, <laughs> I'm saying the whole general thing. I hope at least that I'm improving because I used to put them in the actual uh, title, the header. Yeah. I mean, you get your... I'm saying, like, your descriptions, like, you'll yeah. have your one occasional, like, really brief, like, description of something. I do the same thing. But yeah. your listing titles used to be very written like a toxic s- partner. Sec- <laughs> like, oh, ouch. <laughs> just, as, no, I'm saying, uh. like, you know, you hit someone with a period through text message. Most people interpret that as, like, you're being Oh, yeah. See, I have mean. no. I, have I don't no, understand texting culture, but that's, like, a thing. I have no concept of that. Like, I just think it's just funny. Leaving people on read, like leaving pictures where leaving, they should be. Yeah. I you just the cult generational shifts. Mm-hmm. The rift in generational. But yeah, you'll get a if you're on my texting chain, you're gonna get a baby grinch eventually. You're gonna get a baby grinch, you're gonna have a period. Occasionally you'll get like mm-hmm. just something. Something. Um, and so for the second one, um, so it had beach stuff in it, and both of these have in brightly colored le- letters on the back. Ecuador. So this is racquetball t-shirts. Do you think they're from Ecuador? Do you think they're no. just okay? I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. It just says a random Ecuador. Place on it. And then the second piece, um, which is also Ecuador, it is a parrot. That's pretty cool. A parrot with sunglasses, smiling. So we got a pink parrot. We got yellow sunglasses, and. Um, with that parrot too, it has like it has sort of like a, um, a almost like a mane or a fluff or a tuft in front of it. And okay. That, and that's uh, that, that's like orange and yellow, orange and yellow. Do you have the shirt near you? Um, I put it on the chair over oh, there. Oh well. Yeah. But I believe you with the mane comment. Yeah, because the sunglasses are yellow, and then the mane to it, it's like yeah, yellow, orange, and the and the smiley guy is pink himself. Interesting. Um, so that's the two Ecuador racquetball. Um, the the one here too, which I think is uh, that's the one that you like because they're the Haynes Beefy Tees. Haynes Beefy Tees. Haynes Beefy. The fifty fifty boys. This one, um, and all these are single stitch. Um, this one already sold. 
That's it my did. Soul. Mm-hmm. It's gone. So this was the 1993 Adult Metro Regional Racquetball Championships, and this is from Laurel, Maryland, is where they're from. We've had some interesting locations on these shirts that we found. Yeah, I had Harley Davidson, Morrisville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If you're from Morrisville, Tennessee, hit us up. I will personally give you something. <laughs> yeah, that could be a that could be a fun get. And so what it has on it, it has a cool cat on it. And the cat itself is playing racquetball. So it has it's wearing a t-shirt and shorts. So your cat is wearing clothes on your clothes. 1993. Pretty sick. Things dressed up as people. Yeah. The normal 90s things, garb. Things dressed up like people. And then quickly, lastly, the, th- the thing that I had, um, and all of this is available on our eBay if you do search Brick Body Kids, an actual E-Force vintage racquetball t-shirt, and this is like late 80s, early 90s, and it has a pink and blue logo on the back, and E-Force is a racquetball. They manufacture uh, racquetball like rackets. Head, the tennis brand. Yeah. This is a brand. So it's pretty. Spalding. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah, pretty sweet. So I, that that was our uh, racquetball uh, t-shirt haul. Uh, we have the Pepsi fashion sweatshirt. I think we need to bring out one more thing. And oh, you exactly want one more? It, I know what it's going to be. Okay. Uh, we found, you found in your findings, your week of fun. Mm-hmm. Pizza Hut. Oh, you want to do Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut satin jacket. I was going to hold off, but maybe we do a secret Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut satin jacket from a, the 80s or 90s, I'd say 90s. Pretty much one of the coolest jackets personally that I ever found. And it's only a side note because I think I was going to lead with it next week, but we could get into that I'm sorry. this week. Oh, I don't care. I mean, it's too cool. It's too cool. It says home slice on the back. Exactly. It's like a satin jacket, size large, uh, fits medium large, but it's crisp. It's a bright red OG Pizza Hut logo on the front. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it has a pizza slice and home slice written One above it. One of the coolest things. One of the coolest things. Do you think they came together? Do you think someone put home slice on the back? I think they on? came together. I think they would have. They would have. They had to. I think they would have came together because yeah. the. Yeah, it's too nicely done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You know how I deeply feel about Pizza Hut buffets. We've tried. Yeah. Uh, we went to my local Pizza Hut mm-hmm. at uh, 5 o'clock on, say, a Wednesday, which, was, which used to be prime yeah. peak Pizza Hut buffet hours because they would have it from 4 to 6. Yeah. Um, we went. They didn't have it. We split some pasta. We had a pizza, mm-hmm. a little bit of breadstick action. Looks exactly the same as it used to in the in when I was six. Yeah, and they I don't think change. We went to a few uh th- few times. We were out thrifting. I was trying to get you to go to that. Remember those times? Yeah, but we go and it's like, yeah, it's a drive from where we th- shop. It's probably what twenty five minutes away. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's like the one time we went to Hosses. See, hmm. Yeah, let's put that out there. So lo- the uh, a lot of the local thrifting that we do is very much local. It's honestly right down the road. A lot of the road. local thrifting we do is local. Yeah, well, I'm saying this is local. This is a, a local thrifting mine, but it's a little less local yeah. than our usual. And then 15 minutes beyond, I'd say 12 minutes beyond yeah. that spot is the Hosses. So Which is a seafood. So we have to be. a soup buffet. It's a soup buffet. It's pretty much just soup. There's six different types of soup. It's all there. soup. Chicken noodle, 
uh, uh, tomato. Tomato. Chunky so, tomato that's just ma- marinara sauce with noodles in it. Yeah, there's some of that. There's some stuffed pepper soup. Stuffed pepper soup is good. They got French onion going. They have beef barley. Beef chicken dumplings sometimes. Oh, man. Chick clam and corn chowder. Yes. Yes. And then on the on the hot side, they have the macaroni and cheese that you do yourself. They have the pasta. They got some salad. That's the only thing I need in my life is that part of that... If that that's my part of the world, carbs and soup, if that's my part of the world, that's where I am. So if it was just that part of it and none of the other stuff, I'd still pay the price. We buy four ninety nine 12 count pepperoni rolls from the local marathon gas station. Mm -hmm. They'd be very good dipped in the chunky tomato soup from Haas's. You hear the big news out of KFC. Huge KFC Negative. I have not. Um, The bowls. Mm-hmm. Three ninety nine now. Interesting. I've never been a bowl guy. I'm a huge bowl guy. I don't think it's necessary. Mm. I think I'd eat all those things separately on their own, and I'm by no means a person that gets mad when their food is mixed. Mm-hmm. I think it's unnecessary. Mm. It's an unnecessary thing that you either love or you're just partial to. I When I lived in McKeesport, PA, which is a little bit away from here, and I worked in Pittsburgh... I would drive through Homestead, where this KFC yeah. is, Homestead, PA, and I would pick up a bowl and eat it on the way to work. Interesting. M- pretty While much, driving? Yeah. That's a feat. Yeah, so I have a bowl in one hand, a fork in the other hand. What's on? What What, what do you think driving the wheel? Your I don't knee. know. My knees. Your big knees. But, yeah, um, that was... Yeah, that's some good times, those KFC times. But back to Pizza Hut. Back to Do Pizza you remember Hut. remember Pizza Hut? I think they still have it. Dessert pizza. Dessert pizza? Like it was just pie filling with some icing on a pizza See, crust. I think we've had this discussion before. I uh, huge respect. Huge respect for that type of You don't food. like it. You're not a fan. I don't think anything that isn't hot food is food to me. Don't think that anything that isn't hot food is food to yeah, you. Yeah, like, so if somebody's like, I'm hungry, and they give you a slice of pie, like, I, that's not going to be processed as food. I'm still going to be hungry. So you're saying desserts don't really count as food. Yeah, I'm well, saying that. Well, yeah, that's that. fair. I'm not saying that it was, f- like, yeah. a meal. Mm-hmm. I think if you eat four pieces of that, you're like, nah, I'm pretty much done eating. I could eat so much, quote-unquote, not food. And still want food at the end. You know, like you're saying you eat a whole bag of chips, but you'd also eat dinner after. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. That's that not that's like something part, weird. Part, yeah. So the satin, <laughs> the satin jacket um, is available on the Brick Body Kids Instagram. Be a home slice. And eBay as well. Um, so that would conclude the thrift haul today. So we have the Pizza Hut satin jacket. Bright, bright red. The racquetball uh, vintage racquetball clothes haul, and then we have a Pepsi sweatshirt, and uh, Shane had a bunch of other sweatshirts. So an Iron uh, City boy that is mine, th- and I keep forgetting it was a part of the thrift haul because you're wearing it's it. So comfy. You're wearing it's almost it. it's like just enough to be a sweatshirt, not a long sleeve t-shirt. So with that said, something that's been um, uh, I would say over over this episode like a cloud almost. We need vintage versus modern tiebreaker. <laughs> a vintage. You might need to make a theme song for that. A vintage versus modern tiebreaker, and we're gonna go for it. The random word is grandma. So we're going to put in a. We're going to select sold, and then we are going to type in grandma, 
And as you could see, Shane's looking at my computer right now um, to find the um, the dolphin mascot costume. Dolphin animal clothes. So I typed in eBay.com, the website. I typed in dolphin animal clothes to find that. So now you see that. Before we search grandma, let's guess. What's the most expensive grandma-related item that has sold on eBay? The most expensive. Do not press enter. I'm not going to. We are keeping it. The first. Uh, so I put grandma in, but we didn't pre we didn't hit enter because we have to decide the most valuable thing you think is sold on eBay. And the very first suggested thing that popped up was Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation. So I wrote Grandma and Grandmaster of Demonic... Wow. Grandma Key, Grandma's Estate Jewelry, Grandma Moses, Grandma Ring. Grandma's Estate Jewelry might throw something in here. Yeah. Grandma like, just seeing these might give us a hint of how much things are going to be. Grandma's Boy DVD, Grandma's Secret Spot Remover, Grandma's Necklace. Grandpa's Ice Cream. Grandpa's Ice Cream. So... How much, Shane, do you think? I think the most expensive thing will be $139, and I think it will most likely be a piece of jewelry. $139. I'm trying to find this sold thing. I don't think – I think it will reset once you search. Okay. So – So 129 is from me. 129 and you think it's going to be a piece of jewelry. I'm going to go, and I've, and I've learned, and I've learned – so I didn't think that you could buy something on eBay for as expensive of what you were saying. Oh, you're going to do the toddy thing where you go over the top with your guess. So I'm going to say $5,600. So you can't even like make it close mm -hmm. realistically. Because so it's, it's going to be one or the other or close to one or the other. Yeah. Now, are we going the close w closest without going over? No, I said that is a bullshit rule. And okay, so it's just the anyway. closest. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going five thousand six hundred dollars. One hundred twenty-nine. And and Shane won one hundred twenty-nine. So I'm gonna search grandma right now. I hit enter. Okay. And now we're going to sold. We're sorting by sold. Now we're gonna sort by sold, sold and completed items. Let's see here. Uh, go back we could, out. We, could we might this. have to dump this part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go back down. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be... Um, it down. should be right there. It's going to be a square box. Okay. Sold items and completed items. Okay. We are pressing enter on sold and completed items. So we're going to hit sold. I'm at 5,600. Shane is at 129. Grandma officially entered into eBay. Now we sort. Now we sort. The first thing that has popped up is 95 cents. So that's not a good look for me. Now I sort it through. Sort by highest? Sort by highest. Oh, yes. Sort by highest. Here we go. Who wins? I do. But this I is best do. offer. You still do. I do. So there is a lighting console stage. That's exactly sixty-five hundred dollars. I got it right on the nose. You got. You said fifty-six hundred dollars. No, I said sixty-five. You said fifty-six hundred dollars. I said sixty-five hundred dollars. You have listeners, and you have me who's been sitting here, and you have a recording. You go back, it's going to say I'm not going to erase it. I said $6,500. I'm going to make you look like a fool because you're, this All is All right, like well, I'm going to double future. down and say I said 6500 We'll see. I bet you that Star Wars envelope over there, you said 5600 Yeah, probably. <laughs> so what is this? So it is $6,500. It's like a lighting system command center console thing. It is a – oh, yes. Okay, so this so is – So it's Grand M.A. It's not Grandma. Does so they that count? I, you ha it ha I yeah. You search grandma, 
and whatever comes up. If we're going for anything grandma related, it was eleven hundred dollars, but best offer. I think I would have won that. If we went by, but we went by the highest on the grandma yep. search. The thing that sold for eleven hundred dollars was a Mulan ceramic <laughs> figurine. <laughs> and that's kind of closer to grandma. This that's grandma related ish. Yes. This is a lighting system. So this was actually not grandma, but grand M A. And it's a lighting console, so it's your lighting for your like your typical layout a for a dot stage. It's a .2XLF lighting console stage studio church. It's for a stage. It's for a studio. It's for a church. So it's a lighting rig. It's the mainframe of a lighting rig. Grand that was MA, interesting. not grandma, but lots I of guess surprises in this episode, huh, folks? Lots of surprises. Um, so we did Act Two first. So we did Vintage versus Modern, but at the end of the episode. We still got Vintage versus Modern in anyway. So you won. So I won. Good job. Um, I try my best. You're doing well. I tried my best, but we are. I, it's not going to edit it. I'm going to see if I said 6,500 or 5,600. That'll be fun. Speaking about numbers, 5,600, maybe 6,500. That's how many shirts you should order from Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. They are our sponsor. Um, softest shirts in America, I say that. They don't, but uh, right now, if you use promo code THRIFTY or THRIFTY Podcast on cwpress.com, you get 12 free shirts with an order of 50. cwpress.com, promo code THRIFTY or THRIFTY Podcast. Also, shout out Steve Barris from Bluffs, bluffs.bandcamp.com, alternate reality, the theme to our show for many Bluff's reasons. Bluffs' new album, very good. Bluffs' new album, bangs very good so get on to uh band camp so shane we had a, a bit of a brick body kids episode we had a week. we had a bass Ackwards fun in the front uh definitely something in the back episode mm-hmm. so uh what you can do to ring into the new year is ebay search grandma ebay search grandma see what you can find get that get get through that and give us a five-star review on itunes Say, wow, this is a great show. Holy There's crap. There's just enough swearing in this. Just enough swearing. Holy crap, I like it. And and then hit five stars and look, just tell a friend about it. You like it? Just tell a friend. Be like, yo, listen to this podcast. And even if they listen to eight minutes of it and then say, forget it, you did a nice thing for Thrifty. Anyway. You did, you're, a good, you're a good friend. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna, they're going to hear what we say in the end mm-hmm. of the episode normally. In the front. And for everybody else, Shane, only one thing to do. eBay search grandma. Roach. And eBay search grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Well.